0: She's a great athlete, and she picks stuff up really quickly, and she trains really hard. And she, she's—we've identifying where her weaknesses are, and we're going to slowly erase those weaknesses. I think. So,
1: I felt like I was getting more and more um, women kind of thinking, "Wow, like CrossFit's actually really similar to strongman," and they can kind of see the the transition. Um, between the two. Yeah. So now they're starting to like ask questions about Strongman and what that's about, yeah. and I think that's really actually exciting. very cool.
0: So we have, out of the four divisions, two of the champions, two of the Australian champions are from WA, yeah. which is great. Yeah. But we don't have a qualifier in WA for the next year's ASMS. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah. the,
1: the prerequisite was for you to wear a dress. To wear a dress. To be a part of the sisterhood, you okay. know? Okay.
0: All right. <laughs> we'll make so it basically, a mini dress. I just, and... wear, I just gotta wear a dress and then I'm I'm a tacky sister. Yeah. Alright. Although it's uh... gonna be a slutty dress, just so you. know. <laughs> yeah. I'll with uh, this. I'm gonna get all the way tacky, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to the Strength Institute You. This is YouTube. Welcome back! To- <laughs> it's you been a while since I've done yeah. one of these. <laughs> well, Welcome back to the Strength Institute uh, channel, everybody. Today we have Jane and Anthony here from WA Strongman, and we're gonna be talking about all things strongman and WA and beyond. So yeah. thank you very much for coming on.
1: Thank you for having us. Perfect. Having now,
0: us, eh? yeah, it's great. It's well, we've actually we've had Anthony on one before, one time before, and yeah. Jane, Jane was, was, in, in, the the yeah. I was in the room. Yeah, she was in the room. <laughs> she was she was sort of sitting up by camera the desk shy. by herself. She was camera shy. And mm. now she has her very own podcast, I know. which is actually the top of my list. We talked about a few different topics we wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and the top of my list was Tacky Sisters. Mm. Right? We <laughs> might as well get stuck into the fun stuff first, and then oh, we'll yeah. get we'll get into all the uh, all the the details about the WA Strongman. Sounds good. So, Jane, how did you go from being a little bit camera shy to having your very own Tacky <laughs> Sisters podcast? Jane. And and tell the people what is the Tacky Sisters podcast.
1: So, okay, well, I'll I'll start with how it all began. So, basically. Um, Myself, Zoe, Fee and Megan, we all actually had like a Facebook group group chat Um, and we would talk about almost everything under the sun through it and um, I was kind of still trying to figure out how I was going to incorporate Strongman into like my coaching business and and kind of brainstorming from there. Um, All the while I was having a chat with these girls and I was literally just walking through Kings Park and I just had this Epiphany, Ooh, okay. and I was like, and the girls were g- talking about God knows what on the on the chat. I was, I was about
0: talking. to ask, is is you said they're all talking about everything? I feel like Megan's an oversharer sometimes. <laughs> she talks about you a lot. She talks about Mila. Surprisingly,
1: mm-hmm. on the chat, she is the quietest. Really, but uh, the podcast has really let her personality shine. Let's just say, yeah, but, I think um, so. <laughs> But yeah, so basically, like those girls were talking while I was still brainstorming and kind of thinking what I could do, and then I thought. Man, I feel like people would want to listen to us just chatting about whatever when it comes to strong men and, like, you know, things that go on in life, how we live as females. And I realise that we're all kind of different in our own way because, you know, we've got Fi who not only is, you know, she looks very different, but um, like with all tattoos. What's tats- that
2: supposed to mean? No, yeah, what is that her supposed her to her mean? Her
1: tattoos and you know, like as in, she looks
2: badass. That's what she, she said. does. Okay, well, all right. We're, we all look we're, we're not body shaming her for having no. tattoos now. Sure. <laughs>
1: yeah that's goals well she yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) she's
2: gonna love this
1: (laughs) um so yeah but then I was kind of looking at her and what her goals were and how she started she's a hairdresser by day then we have Megan who's like insanely strong she's she looks really like you know um very like built and yet she's a primary school teacher then you got Zoe who at the time was like you know working for the government and um you know, she she was a powerlifter when she first started before getting into Strongman. And then there was myself who was a strength coach who was just finding Strongman um, only a couple of years ago and like really starting to grow that side of my um, business. So all of us kind of combined, we all came from different angles. And I thought, man, it would be so cool to be able to bring that to the public and just show that no matter what, like, you know, where you come from, Strongman is built for everyone. And, um, especially amongst women, I think that that's something that they, they want, we want to be able to be insightful for that. Yeah. So I just asked them randomly, I was like, how would you guys feel about doing a podcast? And they were just like all thumbs up straight away, no hesitation. So yeah, that's basically how it started and yeah, hopefully, um, we'll keep kind of growing and, Um, Continue talking about like how females are in lifting sports in general and, um, you know, just general banter. And most of the feedback that I got for the podcast was literally just it feels like I'm in the room with you. And you guys are all having a conversation and I'm sitting in the room with you having that conversation. And that's exactly the type of – kind of view that I want to give for everyone. That's so. what that's,
0: that's what you want, is you want yeah. them to feel a part of it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And I've listened. Now, you've got five episodes up already. <laughs> yeah. I've listened yeah. to four out of the five. Remember, you must have put four and five up really similar times. I did put yeah, them yeah. up at the same time. At the time. same time. See, yeah. So I listened to the first three and then the fifth one by accident. So I need to go back <laughs> and listen to the fourth one. Now, I've been asking. <laughs> I, I said, now, Megan, you know, if you know if you guys <laughs> need like a fill-in. I know it's a tacky sisters. If you need a fill-in, right?
2: Naveenia. I'm down. That's I'm, that's what we'll call I, you. I'm
0: down, and uh, and apparently there's some prerequisites that I that I must that I must do. But can you please explain what, what these what prerequisites? Because are are? I missed it on the fifth one. Apparently it's in the fourth episode. I got to go back and listen to that mm, one. Mm. So so look, in order for this, let's just say, well experienced podcaster. I mean, between the Strength Institute podcast and my Big Flex podcast, we've got like fifty, sixty episodes up. Lots of tutorials, shorts, yeah. right? So what do I have to do? <laughs>
1: What do I have to do to get onto the
0: podcast of the tacky sisters?
1: Look, I'll put this on the record. Zoe and I are perfectly fine with you coming on board.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: you're you're the two that you have to impress and get approval from is Megan and Faye. Look,
0: uh, Megan's <laughs> already said that that I'm good to, to come on. Really? She said there's going to have to be some prerequisites. And I'm not trying to step on toes here <laughs> and edge anyone out, mm. all right? Look, if that's the way it happens, like that's the way it happens. But it's, it's more so yeah. if someone was feeling sick and you wanted to get like an alternate in, I'd be yes. a good alternate, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. Well, I'm down.
1: look, the the prerequisite was for you to wear a dress. To wear a dress. To be a part <laughs> of the sisterhood, you okay. know? Mm. So.
2: All right. Is this when we get the, getting videos of... You guys doing the Tacky Sisters podcast Yes, because right now
0: it's audio only,
2: correct? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But uh, the goal is is that we want to be podcast uh, on, uh, as an audio as a priority, but then we'll have another kind of video highlights and yeah. um, all that sort of stuff on our Instagram and YouTube and whatnot. Nice. So, you know, look, you could be the debut for that video one. <laughs> right. I'd watch and that. I feel like it would go viral.
0: I think you get a lot of views, to be honest. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll make so it basically, a mini dress I just got to wear <laughs> I just got to wear a dress, and then I'm I'm a tacky sister. Yeah. All right. Although it's uh, gonna be a slutty dress, just so you know. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, watch with it. I'm gonna get all the way tacky. Okay. <laughs> and and for the people listening, tacky not as in like uh like oh, she's so tacky. It's yeah. like as in tacky as in strongman tacky. It's like strong like a sticky stuff. So it's like. The double entendre, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good, right? It's a pun on words. It's yeah. great. So all you strength athletes that know what tacky is would appreciate mm. um, would appreciate the name right there. But yeah, yeah it's exactly. not not, a, not a, a jab at anything. <laughs> no, no. no <laughs> it's not. Well, that's good. I think I'll definitely uh, I'll, I'll, I'll entertain the thought of getting yeah. into <laughs> a dress and jumping onto the, the tacky sisters there. Look, yeah. it might
1: be sooner than you think because, okay. um, look, poor Zoe, but Zoe, she's had a career change. She's quite busy at the moment with that career change still adjusting. So we're actually one sister down. Right, so oh. uh, you know there could okay. be some little maneuvering we'll happening. That's it.
0: Look, <laughs> look all, all of a sudden, it's, it's we don't want them on the podcast. Yes, yeah, we're like dressed. Just <laughs> like actually, we're one short, haven't yeah. <laughs> Interesting. See how that works yeah, out. It's yeah, it's just a coincidence. <laughs> cool. Uh huh. Well, oh. right, well, that's good. I think so. Um, people can find that anywhere where they uh, download audio podcasts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yep. uh, yeah. If you like, we're predominantly on Spotify, um, but uh, even if you just follow us on the Tacky Sisters on Instagram, we normally. Um, release like the episodes up there like the links there and everything so if you just follow there perfect can track us.
0: Nice guys. So get stuck in. Give them a follow and a listen. It is a um, a good quality podcast, and especially if you're a um, if you're a lady getting into strength sports, into training, um, you know you, you're in good company because they're all women that train and lift heavy weights. So mm. very uh, very fun little podcast there. All cool. All right. Well, let's jump into a bit more about uh, strong man and WA Strongman. Yeah, let's um, do You sent a couple of little talking points that we wanted to talk talk yeah, about yeah, yeah. as well. I think the first one um, was sort of like strong women in in sports. Mm. Yep. so yeah. do you want to sort of like take the charge
2: there on, on, on what you guys wanted to talk about? I feel like Jane's probably got more experience on this one than I do, so mm-hmm. I'll leave this yeah. one to
0: you. I've done a couple of little dot points up there. I mean, it's the same ones that uh, that you had sent me through on, yeah, yeah. on the Facebook. It's all yeah. good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look, like strong... Strong man, you know, it's literally strong man, right? So a lot of the time, like women in this sport has in the past has been quite scarce or it's been very up and down. Like you'll have a year where there'll be a huge influx of women. And then the following year, there's like barely any. So um, this is one of those years where it's really there's been like a high influx. And mm-hmm. um you know, we actually talked about this on our podcast, Nevin, but it was a bit like, you know, Strength Institute is leading the team in terms of... I don't know if we're leading strong. the team.
0: We've got a few strong ladies in there. Like we're sending you know, yeah. we're trying to put got forward a good a good, a a good field.
1: Well, exactly. That's the thing. Like, you know, this is this is the year where a lot of women are starting to step up in the sport of strong men. Mm. And um, I think like that's definitely something to point out and you know I've gotten way more inquiries from particularly women interested in getting into the sport or even just trying it out not necessarily competing in it but I feel like women are now kind of going outside that conventional realm of just a barbell and dumbbells and things like that and they're actually wanting to get their hands dirty with strongman training, um, and I think that that with is tacky, right? Oof. Particularly with tacky. Tacky is just yeah. the worst.
0: Oh, it's Just man. the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah. People think that it's fun until you're actually in it, <gasps> and mm-hmm. then you're just like, "Ah, oh, why? Why did I do it?" <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> Literally. Uh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, I think, like you know, it's it's definitely something to. Um, keep encouraging is women coming into the sport of strongman because it's still not quite there at the same level as um, men in strongman. I'm not sure if it ever will be, but it's definitely becoming more and more recognised in the world. And I think WA is um, is uh, leading a strong pack.
0: Yeah, I mm. think it's only a matter of time before you're looking at e- e- equal numbers between the I men hope and the so. women. Yeah, because if you look at it, Let's say CrossFit's pretty mainstream now, right? Yeah. And so, again, you look at the women that are competing. It's not just... Bunch stronger of, than some of the men, i this, say. Yeah, it's not just a bunch of um, ladies that, that have some free time on the weekend to go and no, push no. some weights. No, no, these are like serious athletes. Yeah. yeah. And so it's taken, what, a handful of years to really sort of grow and develop that stable base in that sport. Mm. Mm. So, as, and if you look at powerlifting as well, like if yeah. you go to a, you know, GPC States sort of level competition, there's a lot of lady lifters. It's, not like, there's, oh, man. it's not like there's one in each weight class. Like yeah, yeah. the weight classes are full. Mm. And you're looking at the more popular weight classes like that. 67 through 82 range that covers three weight classes. Mm. There's a hell of a lot of competition.
2: So much. So, if you and and powerlifters should be joining strongman for sure. Yeah,
0: well, 100%. And and shout out powerlifting's probably not like mainstream either, right? CrossFit's more popular. Mm -hmm. But if you look at that trend, I feel like it's got to be only just a matter of time before strongman picks up and the women in there, and you have a lot more interest, a lot more competitors. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. agree.
1: Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And like that was the thing I always kind of. Especially, it was kind of weird after the CrossFit Games earlier this year. Mm. I felt like I was getting more and more um, women kind of thinking, "Wow, like CrossFit's actually really similar to strongman," and they can kind of see the the transition. Between the two, Mm. so now they're starting to like ask questions about strongman and what that's about. Yeah, I think that's actually very cool. I
0: think it's it's very good, and then you have women coming in with an athletic base already as well. Exactly, right? They know how to lift, they know how to how to work hard, and then now you're teaching them the strongman events, and they can be quite competitive right off the bat. Except. All this damn split jerking going on. <laughs> all right, too much split jerking going on in the ladies' weight classes now. But you just say, just give it a strong push press. All right, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that I think that actually is because a lot of the ladies that have tried strong strongman um, do have a bit of a background in sort of CrossFit where they mm. do a lot of split yeah. jerking um, yeah, you know, with right. the barbells. It's yeah. a good
2: skill to have though within strongman. Like if you can if you can implement that into like your, your axles, which would probably be the easiest lift for strongman to transition into. Like it's great. Yep. but damn, when you see some people doing split jerks with a log, it it scares you sometimes. What's yeah, wrong the, with split like jerking? split
0: jerking a log is just is, oh, is with dangerous. A with a log, so look, yes. yeah, I'll I'll, I'll I'll definitely pay that. Split jerking with an axle is pretty close, yeah. hmm. but it gets to the point as well where all right, well, you can't. When the weight gets to a certain weight, you can't clean it. You have to continental clean it, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so you're already changing a lot, and you're using a lot of energy to get it up. Now, you will have a couple freaks, like you got your Narumu sort of guys that can do yeah. a huge axle split yeah. jerk, right? Clean and split jerk, and it's just it's impossible. Yeah. It's a freak of nature, yeah. right? Hundred percent. But when you're looking at sort of the biggest overhead presses in the world at, in, in in strongman. Most of them are just push pressing, right? Yeah, it's yeah. going to be a much more stable base now. Whether that's because they don't have a background at all in Olympic lifting or in mm-hmm. those sort of movements, maybe as well.
2: So, yeah, it's an interesting question to kind of think of, right? Because like you try and figure out like where where the development of the sport's going to. And um, I, I definitely think like some of the heavy heavier uh, or like the open weight categories, both male and female, yeah, like push press is is fine. But I'm going to kind of uh, like side with everyone that loves to do their split checks like a lot of the lighter weight athletes like they want to push some heavy weights and like majority of the the big guys that we see that go to welds and stuff and osg a lot of them do do split checks like narumi is a big example and it's like if you're if you've got a smaller frame it's harder for you to produce that momentum to drive like some of the massive amounts of weight that they do um i think like arnold's uk was on and there was this girl that did, she was maybe under 64s, I think. I've forgotten her name, but she broke the log world record. It was like over 100 plus kilos. And she absolutely smashed it. Didn't split jerk though, mind you, which I think was also pretty good. But when you did look at some of the. Sorry. No, she didn't. did So she, she just push pressed it. And it looked like it was a, It looked more like a strict press than a push so, press.
0: So what you're saying is that the biggest in the world yeah (laughs) (laughs) no no i I agree and i think i think i think that um they're definitely a split jerk on on an axle definitely good i just think Mm -hmm. that with a log it's just so big and so unstable it's awkward and just like safety as well but i just don't see how you can get more like uh, strength comes from stability right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and we say to people when we train smooth is strong be smooth be stable if you're not stable, you can't put as much force into whatever you're trying to lift. Exactly, That's right. Exactly. I just feel like a push press, you get a lot more stability. But definitely for for an axle, it has mm. it has its part sometimes. Mm. And you're right, for for lighter athletes probably as well, they don't have mm. that sort of body weight mass to like really sit back yeah. and with this huge weight on their yeah. chest could That's be a lot true. more beneficial too. Mm. There you yeah. go, time and place, guys. <laughs> time and place. Perfect. We learned something today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it. We all agreed on it. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess something that I want to talk to you guys about as well and that you guys um, also want to talk about... What sort of the pathways um, and systems mm. that we're putting in place in Strongman and in WA for athletes to progress to like higher levels. Mm. So, so what are we what are we sort of talking with? Because, and I think we talked about you know having a lot more participation, which is just down the track a little bit. But you've run a lot of comps this year. Mm. Um, what sort of pathways do we have, and what are we looking at implementing moving forward? Yeah. You want, do you I'll, want to start I'll on this let one?
1: you spearhead this one because yeah. you've been the – creator of the most of the competition. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, so, so first, first and foremost, like we're, we're coming to the end of the 2022 season. So we're uh, what's, what's it? Seven weeks out from the state championships. So um, normally this time, of this time of year is when we kind of sit down and we go like, okay, what have we done so far this year? That's been good. What have we not done? That's good. What can we improve on? Um, like, like with anything, if you want to do it well, you gotta have those moments of giving each other feedback, and um, and if you don't have external feedback, you're not gonna you're not gonna figure out what you need to progress from. Um, and for us, uh, one of the biggest things that we looked at is the fact that like we've created these steady competitions this year. Like like the start of the year, we had the Battle of the House of Pain. Uh, we had the Clash on the West Coast. We had the Winter Tournament. We had the King and Queen of the Pit. And then we had the state championships and those are like some big name competitions. We also had uh, a really uh, great like entry-level competition, the strength challenge. That was just a three lift comp that anyone could do where we deb- debuted the the juniors and masters divisions. Um, and those were like great things. Um, and w- we kind of created an atmosphere behind it all. We had a theme for every competition. So it, it made it really easy for people to want to actually jump in and, and go and do, um, but the the idea of of kind of going, like, where can we, what can we do that's bigger, that's better? Like, how, how can we spearhead where the sport should be going? And um, so, yeah, we, we're kind of in the process of planning for what's going on next year. And we, we're going to try and do as best as we can and to go bigger and better. Um, but so far, like this year, it's it's been really, really great to see like just the community itself actually support itself and grow with everyone. Um, Like it's, it's actually fun to, to see how, like with every competition you see the people that are new in the sport that go and they'll, they'll compete in the competition. Then they'll volunteer in the next competition to help everyone else. And it just, it's a, it's almost like, I'm sure if if you're familiar with the, uh, the metaphor of the snake that eats itself, like we're a community that supports itself. Like we can't really grow if we don't feed into the community that we're a part of. Um, and that's kind of the the main thing that we try and focus on is like how can we give back as much as possible and let letting that kind of pay its dues.
0: Sure, mm. sure, sure. And I mean, you, you touched on it then, but you've had a lot more participation in these comps. So how many comps have you run this year?
2: Oh, let's count. Let's uh, count them up.
1: House of Pain.
2: Yeah. Um, we clash. had the Clash, we had the winter tournament. Uh well Clash was technically two two major divisions. Yeah. So I think yeah, it but was it was one, one, one competition. <laughs> um then we had the strength challenge, uh King or Queen of the Pit. So there's five competitions. Yeah. Um, and then there's still states there's still to finish, states finish So well it's well to gonna be
0: six off. for the for the competitive year? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So we had um Battle of the House of Pain being a novice, Clash, as Anthony mentioned, there were two divisions. So we kind of made it so um you had a uh like a higher division, which was the clash. And then um, you had the, oh no. The the qualifying
2: division and the clash division. Yeah, the
1: qualifying division was like slightly, was the standard that you would normally get to qualify for states. But for those that kind of wanted to step it up to the plate that was where Mm. um we had that clash division and it it was the first time that we were actually able to get a sponsor to help us get some cash prize for that one so that was actually a big deal for us it was a great
2: venue too being in scarborough all on the beach yeah like i'm a a big fan of the keg toss that was a
0: clash of the west coast yes Yes. yeah that's it
1: yeah and then uh and then yeah the winter tournament was a combination of both a qualifier and a novice um, which was one of our bigger competitions. Yeah, biggest the one so far this year. Yeah, and then um, and then finally the oh well the strength challenge was kind of like a it was a it was a smaller production but we had a really big mm. uh, um, what is it Contrib- like not contribution
2: we had a big community thing big, yeah yeah, yeah well, um,
1: involvement really it,
2: like I actually want to speak uh, talk about that comp for a little bit because so we weren't aware of it but so so. so the, the Muscle Pit was where we hosted the, the King and Queen of the Pit. And um, they, they host this amazing bench-only powerlifting comp every year there uh, called the, uh, the King of the Bench um, or the King and Queen of the Bench, I think it is. Now, so w- uh, we worked with uh, with Henry and the strongman community there to, to tee up a competition with them. And uh, we actually, uh, for the first time, actually empowered uh, the, that crew to actually facilitate the competition. So we we kind of took a step back a little bit um because we like we both of us had we had COVID two weeks before the winter tournament competition and that kind of like gave us a bit of a scare of like well if we had it a week later we would have had to literally cancel the competition and postpone it a week and so like for that for that kind of growth we need to facilitate and teach people like what the standards are of what uh, our competitions are and and how we can keep that growing because ultimately, like, we're only two people. We, we can only do so much So for every comp that we do. Um, but besides that, I found out that, um, like, the the Muscle Pit, it was the first ever strongman competition hosted there. And they're, like, the oldest and the most established strongman community in the state. Yeah, Blue they've been around mind. for
0: a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and, like, they've they've had all the equipment there for ages. So it was, it was so great to kind of be a part of history as well To to kind of – go back to the roots of strongman and really do something great for the community. And it was so, so good to see like Jack Zoe and Matt really like really actually put in the effort to, to do these comps. And, uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, it was kind of also nice to see other people see how much work we put in and kind Mm of like freak out a little bit, but also like learn to problem solve those things. And, and then it was an opportunity for us to teach and to kind of go like, how, how can we do better next time? Uh, But also it's just, like the everyone that competed there was pretty much brand new and hadn't done a competition before either, which is always what you want to see too. So that so no, so, was yeah. great.
1: With the novice comps, like you don't have to weigh in. Like it's we treat the weight class kind of weight um like weight divisions and everything as more like different levels of how heavy you can go. And then you Mm -hmm. can just basically choose. Um, And then obviously you've got those qualifiers where obviously you do have to weigh in um, because that like those that will podium in the top three. Yeah. Yeah. Top three, like uh, they will then get an invite to our state championships at the end of the year, which will then if um, you podium there, then you'll get all those invites for Australia's strongest, uh, particularly with the open weight classes, then they'll get the, um, ASMW invite as well for next year. So. Right.
0: And, and so that's, I guess, one of the main bits that I want to talk about as well is that pathway to like a national level events and beyond. So basically if you podium, at state finals here in any yep. weight class, that gets you... Is it any weight class or is it just the Opens that gets to ASM? So every
2: just every weight we, class. So it just it was,
1: Opens for ASM. For
2: ASM and, A, uh, and Australia's Strongest Woman. Okay, so yep. the Open... The open. So the Heavyweight Male, so which is over 105
0: kilos, mm-hmm. yep. and the over 82 kilo um, women yep. um, get to compete. Uh, if they podium, they get to go across to Australia's Strongest Man and Australia's Strongest Woman competition.
1: not just first place? Oh,
2: first place for yeah, yeah first, first place. place. Yeah, okay, yeah. so podium. first place. So if they if they podium, uh, they also get invited to to the to the big uh, kind of um, AS international and invitational competition. Okay, so, so that's a that's a thing that ASM have uh, have brought up to to replace Arnold's. And if uh, if some of uh, some of the viewers might remember uh, FitFest, that was uh, an attempt to replace Arnold's, and then COVID made that whole thing not happen anymore. Um, so, so yeah, Australia Strongest have really done well to kind of give a pathway for us uh, to to actually have all the athletes here have an opportunity, and and like we're we're really thankful for that because like that that's the stuff that motivates people. Like you want to see where you want to go, and um, like we've got some some amazing athletes here that want to go to like Worlds and like really showcase what they have to bring to the table in the sport, and um, it's really good to see that. Like, these types of opportunities are really given to our athletes again. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. And I think um, I, I still actually need to organize it with uh, Mason, who runs Australia's Strongest. We're going to do a, a bit of a podcast online. Yeah, He's- that'd be great. Yeah. So, uh, but what I want to talk to him about and to you guys about is, so the, the heavyweight guys have the, and women, have the the Australia's Strongest Man and Australia's Strongest Woman comp. Yeah. But then there's the middleweight series. Yes. So that's yeah. your... Um, the 90s and the 105s for the men, and yeah. the 74, 73s and 82s for the women. Hmm. So Megan won that uh, this year over over East. Yeah. Um,
1: which was amazing.
0: Which oh, was yeah. great. So yeah, it was a really watch. fun experience. Yeah, really yeah. fun. They they Yeah, that was mom. there
2: as well, and he, he freaking killed and it. And he won the yeah. one uh, oh, the, the
0: 90s 105s, 90s, yeah. 90s 90s. So so we have out of the four divisions two of the champions, two of the Australian champions are from WA, which is great. But we don't have a qualifier in WA for the next year's ASMS. So so I guess this was one of the things. It's like, um, is that they're running this whole little, uh, there's like a qualifying series. I think it was like five or six events, but they're all based in in the Eastern States or in uh, New Zealand has one as well. Have you guys been in touch with Mason about trying to organize something over Uh, here? From like day one. From day one? Yeah. Yeah. Are we making progress on that?
2: Slowly but surely, yeah. um, like, and Mason will talk to you more about it uh, on the day um, when you guys have your podcast, but it's like it's one of those things where like, for, for us, like WA Strongman isn't just like WA Strongman, it's, it's a community for the entire state. And, and one of our goals isn't just to produce events for people to see, but it's actually to create pathways for the athletes and to, to help represent themselves to then build their brand to be able to go further um because strongman's a showman sport it's it's not just the do your lifts be the strongest it's about being able to also entertain and really showcase what the sport has for everyone mm-hmm. um and so yeah no uh, like because wa is not the only one that doesn't have uh, a middleweight series i think uh south australia and northern territory are well as well don't have one yeah yeah. But they're, they're a lot closer to the Eastern States. So it's a, it's a lot easier for them to travel. Correct. Um, but even, even pre COVID when we had Arnold's and stuff, WA has always been the state that would have to fly over. And so I am a huge advocate of how can we kind of get everyone to have a fair go and how can we make opportunities fair for everyone? And one of the biggest things is like, we should definitely have a middleweight series in WA, um, We've we've talked about it a lot, and we've always offered like we're happy to run it. We we've got the systems in place. We have the we have the connections with venues to be able to host events like that. Um, and the majority
0: majority of the equipment. Yeah, as well. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. So I mean, like we've yeah we bought so much stuff this year. Uh, I mean, yeah, every Are here
0: in the market for a monolith, actually. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so you yeah, okay, got
2: to we'll talk to the to the accountant and see how she goes. But hopefully we can swing it. <laughs> but yeah, no. the the big thing is like like uh, like we're able to do it. So I mean, I'm
1: hoping that um, now that we've kind of, or now that Anthony's raised it with Mason, it's kind of now on his radar yeah. to yeah. consider for next year um, yeah. to mm. add WA into the mix of the series. It is
0: it is hard because when you have to travel, it's it's not like and again in the eastern states, it might mm. be an hour flight or a two hour exactly, flight. Yes. It's very different from a five hour flight. Yeah. booking these hotels Especially away from like home weigh-ins, and stuff weigh-ins as well, as well yeah. where you're trying if people are trying to cut weight can be really mm. difficult and if the only way to get uh, a ticket to the final is to win one yeah you know you're already mm. at a big deficit having to fly fly across and, and do all those things yeah. Exactly. so yeah having yeah. a having a, a local one would be fantastic mm. that's good to hear that you guys are in chats with yeah. him and and, and hopefully yeah. you know coming to agreements on how that would work yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. no yeah.
2: Well, I, I mean it's one of those things like in fairness I definitely think like if you're willing to fly over east to go and compete, you're probably going to make sure that you win, right? Just like Megan and um and, and Naramu did because like you've spent all that money, you got to you got to recuperate it and and thankfully they like like they've made those uh, those competitions have enough prize money to cover those costs, uh, which is really really good because I mean, having to already participate in a sport that like everyone like you're paying for like a coach, a gym membership, your equipment, your flights, like all that stuff. You want to be able to to see that you can sustain that too. So, so no, it's, it's great to see. So yeah, it's hopefully always, next been, year, a, it's always yep, been a Mason. goal of
1: mine to like invite people from over East actually to WA yeah. to experience yeah. some of our competitions. And I think like, you know, the, for example, the clash competition is one big one that We feel like we could continue growing to Mm. be able to make it so it's worth it for people over east. It's already locked
2: in for next year anyway. Yeah, to be
1: able to actually come over east, from over east, to actually compete and experience what WA competitions are all about as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that can at least give them a taste as to the standard and the production level that we can actually give to the um, wider nation.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. absolutely. Perfect. Uh, well, I think that's really good. Is there anything else we want to talk about sort of pathways going forward? I guess there is one, but I'll circle back in, I guess, after like we talk about you want to talk mm. about some rising stars potentially yeah, yeah. up in the strongman's team. Oh, man. I yeah? I All mean, right. we'll,
2: we'll, let's just list your members in the gym. Oh, right? come on now. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, okay. Don't you well, flatter I, me. I'm definitely – I'm going to start with, with someone that like I'm sure – uh, like you guys spoke about, and uh, you would have spoken about in your podcast for sure. But uh, one of the one of the rising stars in your gym, hundred percent is Sophie. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been seeing some of her videos, and man, oh man, has she been killing it! Like she
1: basically strict press that sixty-five. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. How yeah, hard yeah. did you insane. work to get your sixty, and then like. <laughs> you 65 that you've just got. Don't gotten.
1: even get me started. Yeah, it's a bit oh, so, and she, she
2: only weighs <laughs>
0: 60 kilos too. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's, un, she's under the for the um for the weight class. She weighs like 60.2 or something. Yeah. Um I, I had her doing volume yoke this morning. Um, yeah, yeah. I saw, in did preparation, she put up a video of it? Right. I'm not sure if she I mean, she did six runs of 15 at 205 kilos. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's, so, she's strong.
2: So, so FYI, the uh, the world record for under 64s, I'm pretty sure, is 350 for 15 meters. 350. Unbroken, so. Just uh, put in that like out there. One five or yeah, 15 15. yeah, fifteen meters. Fifteen meters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So hopefully, hopefully, Sophie will listen to this and kind look, of look. She's, goes, I mean, you're
0: brand new to brand new to it. So three fifty is heavy. It's a lot of weight, but she's strong. She's very strong. Oh, so she's
2: much potential. Just started. Yeah.
1: So I mean, like um, in in our podcast, um, you know, we had Josie on actually as a guest, and uh, she is she's got her eyes set on Sophie. Does she? Say. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah.
0: She's, a, she's a seasoned <laughs> athlete, um, Josie. So, um, yeah, it's good. I think Sophie uh, just she's a great athlete, and she picks stuff up really quickly, and she trains really hard. And she, she's we have identifying where her weaknesses are, and we're going to slowly erase those weaknesses. I think. So, awesome. look, I think Josie's Josie's out there doing doing really well. Um, but it's again a good goal and a good standard that she's setting for Sophie to try to chase after, exactly. which exactly. is really important. Well, just good to finally
2: see some competitive. Uh, weight classes especially in the female categories too now yeah. where and again it's, it's
0: just a matter of time right yeah. so you start to get more and more and, more, and as you get more people it's, that pool of athleticness is, is going to increase mm. you exactly.
2: know you build a platform you set the standards and and you just wait and as long as as long as we stay consistent with these events and like it just it'll just grow and i mean like hell like next year is probably going to be bigger than the, this year and like, we're already so thankful of how amazing this year has been for us that, yeah. like, anything plus would just be amazing, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. And any sort of, like, up-and-coming guys, uh, women at other weight classes as oh, well?
2: Uh, who, who you, you think of one. I, I'm very excited for uh, the battle in the Opens, actually, this year because okay. I, think, I think that's going to be a tight match. I, I don't have a pick at all. I, uh, we just came back from the gym, and um, Kong, who's the, the state championship uh, winner from last year, was going into train and we were talking about it and we were just like, who do we think is going to win? Like you've got, you've got Bo, you've got um, two newcomers, um, Alex, uh, we call them uh, Alex one and Alex two. And then uh, we've got uh, Merrick, we've got Nathan, uh, Craig as well, uh, Dave Wood, and then uh, Nathan and Kong, right? Did I say Kong already?
0: I think be the think first one. Did. Yeah, is so that's like eight, Nav, seven, is eight Nav competing still?
2: No, he hasn't competed in any other qualifiers. Right. So yeah, it's uh, that's that's been the one thing. But I, I did see that he's going um, down to uh, is it is it Tasmania or South uh, South Australia? Where they've got a qualifier as well. So because because we know that he really wants to do a um, a, a state um, like a, he wants National to go to God. ASM. Right. So yeah, and it, uh, apparently it was a really tight match at uh, the uh, the competition that was down south. So uh, it's one of those things where like our, our hands are tied with creating these opportunities where we we have to make it fair for all the athletes. And right. Uh, I mean, like it's it's not like WA Strongman hasn't had this qualifying platform for uh, forever. So like uh, it's just one of those kind of unfortunate situations where uh, like just lack of planning didn't make it pay off well. But right.
0: They're used to. Back when, a long time ago, back when I used to compete, <laughs> a long time ago, um, they used to have a wild card system as well yeah. when Dan was running things where... Mm. If someone, for example, from a different sport, but like a highly regarded powerlifter wanted to jump into something, or if someone had just missed out but was well-deserving, um, there was the ability to have them as wildcard entries mm-hmm. to boost that level of competition for the finals. That's mm-hmm. not something that you guys are considering anymore?
2: Well, no, no. It's, uh, I think it's like like we've got to establish the fact that like we've already got like seven people in the open weight division. Like that's that's the most we've ever had in an open division in the history of strongman in WA. So. Like first and foremost, that's that's a big thing in itself. So so it's it's not that we've not really considered it. It's more just like there's already so many people there and like our goal is to make as many opportunities as possible. And so like for us, we, we also have to consider the people that, that have gone and like done the work and, and paid their dues and competing regularly to be able to to go. Um and so yeah, like uh we, we kind of we want to try and do our best to help everyone Get their pathway to where they need to go, and uh, it's it's one of those things where, un- unfortunately, you can't you can't um, you can't please everyone. Sure, um, but like we try our best, and, and it's one of those things where um, sometimes you have to kind of uh, pick the majority over the few and try and help the the, m- the most people that you can, and kind of do as many things as you can to give people opportunities on the back end as well.
0: Right, I guess. Um, I guess. Do you when, you, when you when you sit down and look at that, do you say, all right, the most number of competitors we want at a state final, for example, is X number of people per weight division or is it total number of people per event? So if you're looking at like, for example, Megan's going to OSG and competing for World's Strongest Woman mm. and there's, you know, a lot of competitors because only the top 10 make the grand yeah. final on day three, That's right? right? Yeah. So um, so so would you say, uh, maybe entertain in the future, look, we want to have, ideally in a in a perfect world, you know, eight competitors per per weight class is going to be a good number where it's we can pair them off this and that. Mm, mm. Um, or is it is it just, you know, total number for for the for the day? Because yeah. if it was like if there was, for example, we want eight, because then we can pair people off this and that, and there's only seven that have qualified, that yeah. leaves that opportunity for a wild card to come in and no one's yeah. no one's missing. I completely understand you don't want anyone to miss out mm. because you're giving a wild card to someone that didn't do what the other people yeah. have done. Yeah. So that that does make sense as well.
1: Yeah, like our goal in all of this, um, because you know we we decided because we knew that was a rule um, before. But before this season started, Anthony and I kind of sat down and we really actually tried to kind of clean up the system a little bit more and make it a, a little bit more regimented. Um, so then that way it's, it's just a little bit more officiated um, is, the, is I guess the main thing. We just want to make it sort of like there is always going to be a clear pathway and sure. this is exactly how you're going to get there. Yeah. So then that way because we being at a state level – um, half, like more than half of our goal out of being a state organization is to bring new people into the sport. Right. So if there is like a direct and clean pathway into the sport, people will feel a little bit more enticed. They'll feel, they'll feel kind of secure in knowing that yeah. what they're planning to do is definitely what's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. So we just don't want to kind of like the goal isn't to blindside anyone. We want to make sure, you know, our goal as well as community. So these people have been through a whole season together. They've versed yeah. each other. They've seen each other through the season and they're like, okay, cool, like I can like. These we are the can competitors I'm gonna compete against. Right, mm-hmm.
0: right. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of the reason why we've taken away the wild card mm-hmm. system this year, because we just want it to be this is how you get in, and this is where you're going to finish. Sure. There's no question about it. There's no kind of gray areas or anything like that. Like there's a it creates clear
2: consistency, and and it, it makes it makes things easier for everyone to plan. Like I, I guess like this is this is the thing that we got to also consider. Like like this year we've had twice as many people compete in our competitions this year um, alone. Like I, I I mean to be more specific, we've had twice as many people compete that are different. Like Altogether, so it doesn't count the people that have competed twice this year.
0: Right, right. Just let alone twice as many unique people. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah.
2: Whereas like last year, we we had about seventy five people in total. So that counts everyone that did qualifiers and the state championships and people that did multiple novices. Sure. Whereas this time we've had one hundred and fifty different people compete wow. this year. Like that. That alone is huge. It's fantastic. And, and so for for us, it's a it's a big it's a big kind of um, step forward, but. Because of that, we got to we got to look at like how do you systemize things to make it fair for everyone and and consistent to the place to the way where people can can plan ahead as well. So so one of the big things that we we set out for this year was let's bring consistency in the competitions. Let's bring um, uh, platforms and and uh, systems in how we advertise them and how we showcase them and like give them some themes, make it a show. Uh, we also wanted to actually make it so then that way we can repeat these competitions so that that way we can then go okay these competitions are in this day this is what it's going to be so then that way it makes it easier for us to then look at other exhibition style type of events for the next season sure um like i think the the biggest thing that we got to remember is that like from from a, a logistical perspective it's just jane and i that have to go in and do the planning for every event and then to 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 justify it to then finance it and then to let everything kind of go forward. And uh, the, the, the challenge with that is, is that like there's only 24 hours in a day. There's only two bodies here. Uh, and so we, we want to have other people help us with that. So we've kind of created a, a bit of like a, like a committee of people that, that have supported us throughout the years and that work together to uh, facilitate and, and follow the ethos of what WA Strongman is. Um, and that's kind of helped us to facilitate more so like the the muscle pit competition being the biggest example like we we were able to actually completely step back and go and give the reins to people that we trust to to run this competition and to facilitate that so then that way like in the future uh like uh if like Touchwood like we don't get COVID the week of a comp like that, right right that, that's a big thing or if like there's so many events that happen and so many things to facilitate that that we just need a bigger team and so it's it's one of those things where um like on the back end of things you need a team that you know will have your back and you need to have people that will kind of be there for you and and it's been so great to to see the the whole community kind of become that and uh like it's 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 crazy because we would have never planned for it we we just Know that, like, if if we're consistent, if we try and uh, we add more systems and we communicate that with everyone, then more people will come. Like, strongman is definitely a growing sport, and so you just see it get bigger and better, no matter what. So, if uh, we can hone that a little bit, and then maybe next year produce a, an opportunity to give even more, um, more of more of an opportunity for all the athletes, that that's just gonna it's gonna pay dues and like I'm a I'm a big fanboy. I love to watch strongman and I'm a, I just love seeing people go from like where they where they were to where they are. Like we've we've got some people that have literally never done strongman before this year and they've done like multiple competitions and they've they've achieved goals that they would have never thought they could. And like that in itself that's that that makes it worth it. Like it's all the all the late nights, all the hard work. It it really does make it worth it for us. So uh, it's what what we kind of like work for. Yeah, anyway.
0: absolutely. Mm. Something that I've had to deal with this year, and that I've been thinking about moving forward is how are you going to deal with when your top athletes uh, at states, so your Josies, your Megan, stuff like that, mm. um, those sort of people, when they start qualifying for these national and international level events, because mm. that's when. Um, this system could get a little messy. So, for yeah, example, yeah. Megan, just the way it is, timeline states are uh, run yeah. while well, she's away, which is fine. But let's say next year she needs to do an ASMS qualifier, mm. right, um, to qualify for the ASMS. Let's mm. assume she wins that and then she competes at the ASMS. Mm. And that qualifies her to go to OSG and she competes at OSG. Now, when you're competing at that national and international level, look, three events is heaps. As a coach, I don't want her to do a qualifier to yeah. then do, to, do, to do states. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't do the qualifier, she can't go to states. Mm. And if you look at um, someone like Megan and Josie's and those sort of characters, Mm. they inspire so many people to want to do the sport. So Megan alone competing has had five of our other women here Mm. start doing strongman. Mm. So all of a sudden, if she doesn't do a qualifier, she can't do states, and then she doesn't compete, people don't get to get eyes on her because she's only competing over East yeah. or overseas. Yeah. So how do we, co- how do you plan on combating that? And cause it's not yeah. going to be just be Megan. Like it's yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. your, no, your we, Naramus, well your Megans, this, your Josies. Actually.
2: Yeah. We, we sat down, we, we literally talked about this before the state championships last year. Um, because like, it's, it's a, it's a genuine problem. And it's something that we, we noticed like midway through last year. And so our, our actual, uh, we actually spoke with ASM and we, we looked at like, how can we actually do this? And, um, we, we actually got the advice that like, we should run uh, a separate competition that qualifies people for uh, like bigger competitions that you just, you jump in and you just, uh, you can do that. And as long as you can lift the weights, you can. Uh, so we actually, we actually had it planned. Um, we, we organized it all. And then just purely because of just logistical matters, uh, we, we couldn't facilitate that this year. But the, 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 the solve for that problem, is it's pretty simple. You host a big competition that takes them to that, that, that international or national level, that's entry only, you don't have to qualify. Um, it could even potentially be invite only where we sit down and invite all the athletes. Um, we're very much community orientated, so we don't wanna really look at restricting it that well. Yeah. Um, but then all the people that compete in that competition, because those weights are so heavy, as long as they hit uh, the required weights and didn't know lift, they then qualify for states. Right. So then that way, if they they didn't get the chance that they wanted there, they still qualified for states. So they then go to states to go get another opportunity, and that's that's right. kind of the the solve that we had uh, we had planned. And it's it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, like uh, like there's only so many things that you can do. There's only so many events that can happen, and uh, when things don't plan out the way that they do, you just have to kind of do what you can, but but we've we've solved that problem already. We do have a, a an idea of how we want to kind of work that to to really maximize what it is that we can do for everyone in in, in WA really. Right. Yeah.
0: Would you ever consider doing something like if you win uh, states at a certain weight class that auto qualifies you for states the next year because then that person has the opportunity to compete over internationally yeah, yeah. and internationally and progress. That's the rule that's the rule. Anyway. That's the current rule? Yeah, oh, yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, so if you if
2: you win one. state the state championships you don't have to qualify anymore. Okay, beautiful. Um, okay, yeah, so that's that's been an ongoing rule since before we even um, like started running WASM. Nice. Um, so that that's something that's there. So that helps people to to be able to do that. Um, yes. Yeah. Just so. one
0: less competition, so they can focus on the big competitions. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: I mean, strongman doesn't have an off season technically, no. right? So no. <laughs> if you can minimize that risk of injury for athletes, especially as you get more specialized as an athlete, you you need to be able to to look at your recovery more. You need to look at how you can develop more and uh that's what an off season's all about and yeah i mean strongman it might be like an off-season weekend but cause it's something right so, that's it yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah no it's just it's one of those things that i had to um deal with this year because i'm telling Megan, no you can't compete in this you can't compete in this it's you can't compete in this right? she's like but i want to do this and this and then i can't qualify for this i'm
1: like because she had to because even though she won asms she had to. She has to requalify again for next year, right?
0: Correct. It's yeah. the same. It's the same problem, right? Yeah. So weird thing, Mason's though. getting the same question when I talk to <laughs> yeah, him yeah. as well. Hey oh, bro, she won it. Let us anyway. re-qualify, You know, <laughs> <laughs> let the champion back in. Yeah. Um, makes sense to me. But you know, he's yeah. the one running the. And he's doing a great job as oh, well. Yeah, he's yeah. he's so really good upped it. it. Big prize money, lots mm. of comps. It's awesome yeah. to see the direction that that he's helping push the sport. So yeah, there's no shade. This is no shade to you, Mason. This is just me asking questions. Yeah. Don't want to keep travelling over. <laughs> the people have questions, yeah. But, you um, know,
1: like the thing is like, you know, we still when – we're not like just because we've created this system this year, it doesn't mean that we're not open to feedback. So yeah. we kind of look at the year that's happened.
0: Constructive feedback. Exactly. People, yeah. Constructive always feedback. Constructive
1: yeah. feedback, yeah. Um, but we always just kind of review the year and then we kind of see, okay, what worked, what didn't work. And we just continue working mm. on um, building more solid systems, things that make sense to the best of our ability, mm. uh, making it as fair as And the circumstances we can. of the
2: year too as well.
1: Yeah. So like, you know, it, it's not just like, you know, this year is the be all and end all. This is how the system is for forever. Right. It's just, okay, like this is something different that we've never done before. We're kind of changing a lot of things this year already let's try and keep it nice and steady, smooth flowing, and then we'll see how it goes next year. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's kind of how how we're running it at the moment. Nice. And
0: I was having a chat with Megan before, and I don't know if we're just miscommunicating. Last year, um, she weighed in for the 82s, but lifted the open weights. Yeah. Yeah. So because she won the opens, she by default won both classes. Mm. And I think she was saying something about, is that not allowed this year? Is that changed a bit? Was Josie wanting to do 62s and open, but it was not.
2: So, so we, we've actually, we've had a lot of questions this year with that kind of stuff. Cause like the, so the, the big kind of thing that that everyone has to kind of consider is that like for, for an event like strongman uh, or any sport really, the the aim is you've got to make it fair and and uh, justifiable for everyone in said way classes and so for for instance megan uh being an example and same with um with matt that competed in the states last year so matt uh he was a 105er but he'd been uh like he's a he's a pro strongman um he hasn't competed in a while but he he was killing it and he uh, wanted to go into opens because he looked at how um, how many open athletes were competing last year. And he approached us and said like, hey, like, do you want me to go to opens? Because it'll make a bigger bigger show. It'll make it more fun. Like, we're happy to do that. I want to support you guys. I just want to have fun. And so like you look at it from a case by case basis and you, you have to kind of think of it more in the sense of uh, with those types of choices, you have to look at the individual and the individual's willingness to really work for that and to justify it. Um, like for, for us, if, if someone just wants to jump up a weight class just for the sake of it, uh, but then inconveniences another athlete's opportunity, we have to look at that and consider, well, what's gonna give the most fair opportunity for every athlete? So, so like Josie is a big, big example where like we, we already had someone uh, in the opens, there's a lot of people in her weight class already. And so it would inconvenience the athletes that were in her weight class that have been planning to, to verse Josie. Right, and so it's the the case of there's a competitive uh, focus there, uh, whereas with Megan last year she had no one in her weight class that had qualified for states, and so she was going to verse herself, and then like her best friend Fee was in the opens, and she wanted to like like sh- they wanted to compete against each other, so that was a mutual decision that they did. Right, um, and so it's it's yeah, it's a you take it from from a case by case basis, and and I mean like we we tell everyone this when they ask us these questions because. Um, it's not like we want to tell everyone, like, "Hey, like, if you just give us a really good reason to do this, then then it'll be fine." Because then, like, as the sport grows, we might get like all these requests last minute before states while we're trying to organize these events to go. Hey, can we make this change? Can we do this? And it becomes overwhelming. Sure. So, so you don't want to do too much to to kind of open the floodgates. Right. Um. But you also want to give as much opportunity. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a thing of give and take, right? So. Yeah you got to kind of uh, find what works. Um, and I mean, this year we, like, we, we expanded and grew so much more than we had anticipated as well. So it's a case of like, well, do we know if that's going to happen next year? we got to make those types of predictions and then make our, our kind of operational changes accordingly. Right. Because if, uh, if, if we keep everything the same as the sport grows, let's say we have like a thousand people that compete next year. How's that going to change states? What if we then have over 10 people at the state championships per weight class? How do we facilitate that? How do we expand to, to actually have that be a fair opportunity for all athletes? So like these are all things that we got to consider and you got to look at it in advance because if you, if you can't go and plan for that and you fall behind, then these athletes don't, now they, they, there's a bottleneck and there isn't enough opportunity for them and then they might get discouraged and they might not see the opportunity that's ahead of them because they might not have had the experience or, or have seen the, the past competitions in Strongman where there'd be like one person in a weight class, like the under 80s uh, for the state championships this year. Big example, we had one person compete last year, probably the, the athlete that's uh, retired in Strongman the most, Pat Hardy, really good friend of ours, and he, he killed it. Uh, he managed to help us with some sponsorship for last year with the company that he works with. It's how we saw the really cool tire deadlift that everyone got to do last year, but this year, like, there's four guys in the under 80s, and like, that's something that we never saw, b- see before, and so it's it's kind of being able to expand all of that, and you can't predict everything, right? Um, but you have to do your best to stay ahead, because if the moment you fall behind, that's when it inconveniences people. So, you. you you'd much rather try and like help as many people as you can look at what you can do to, to prevent any, any altercations. And then from there, you you always take time to have feedback afterwards. Cause at the end of the day, if you're not, if you're not willing to learn from what you do, you're not going to progress the way that you want to. Uh, And I mean, like as coaches, we, we know that like, you have to be able to uh, willingly learn from your mistakes you're not sleeping enough you're probably not going to recover enough like these are basic things that we got to consider with everything that we do
0: sure yeah some of that definitely makes sense like um especially if you're weighing in at uh under 73s and you know you're not going to have a chance to win and you're like oh i'm just going to weigh in here but compete up but they're not strong enough to compete at that upper level Mm -hmm. completely understand that doesn't make sense i can understand if um if you've already filled out like the opens division is full like we can't get any more in there it's not feasible if someone wants to go up that makes sense but i, I guess i just don't understand because you want the strongest people to compete and mm. if josie can compete at open weights wouldn't it make sense that she competes in the open weights
2: yeah yeah no i i think it does like we but so
0: and it's already and i completely understand your point as well as yeah the last thing you want is two weeks before the comp five people trying to change their weight class to compete yeah. in opens, right? Yeah, yeah. I understand that
2: as well. No, exactly. Well, I mean, we, we actually, like Josie and I talked about this like, uh, cause we, like, like I said, you gotta take everything from an, uh, a case by case basis. And um, yeah, we, we talked about it and I, I asked her like, why do you wanna do this? Is it, uh, is it because like you wanna go to ASM because that's what that pathway leads them to. And that's what like all the competitors there wanna focus on. Um, and um, she just said she just, she just wants to do it because it's like it's fun and stuff. And, and that's kind of the big thing. And so we, uh, it's just one of those things where we looked at um, the athletes that, that are in the weight class now and uh, the athletes that are in the weight class that she would have been in. And just kind of like, it's one of those choices that you got to make. Uh, whether or not it's the wrong choice or the right choice, like we'll find out at States. Yeah. And if we, uh, if we find out this is the wrong choice, we learn from that. Perfect. That's, that's all That's all we can really say, right? Yeah, I think right?
0: that's great. As long as you guys are open to, and that's what you're saying, you know, you take note at the end of the year, yeah. figure out what worked, what didn't. That's yeah. good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Because the last thing you want is to see people set in their ways. And that's really awesome to see yeah. that you guys are open to seeing what's working well. Yeah. And, well, and, and, yeah. and focusing on making that even better. Yeah, exactly. I think we've
1: been around the block enough, like, you know, even in different, like, lifting sports as well, where we see, like, either changes that don't make sense because they're not current or they're not um, kind of going with everyone or they're Mm. just not listening to their members. Right. Um, And I think that's like one of the biggest things that we learn from our experience with other lifting sports where we're like we just – we can't be like that. We have to be people that mm. listen to the community um, and we also analyze the things that, okay, we could have been better at this. This probably wasn't the best idea. Let's move on and figure out how else we can make it fair in a stronger system Sure. Um, and we just keep progressing from there. Yeah,
0: yeah that's awesome. Yeah, that's Very cool. cool. Mm. Um, one of the points you, you, you listed for me is what makes – the best strongman athletes, and this is a fun one, so no, I'm right, down so. to like jump into this one. What yeah. do you guys yeah. reckon here? All right, Anthony, what makes the best strongman athlete?
2: <laughs> All right, so, um, so I think I'll I'll kind of put my coach's hat on and I'll I'll talk about it from this perspective, and then I'll kind of talk about like what it what the best strongman as a show uh, as a sporting organizer organizer would uh, would think. But like for to to be a really good strongman athlete, what you got to be good at is everything. That's kind of a well-known fact. It's a sport about what can you do, uh, like who can lift the heaviest weight and do it for the longest and do it for as many reps and then still go and do five other events or eight other events, depending on the event and the competition. Now, what, what we see a lot of people do, keep in mind, we're talking at like a local amateur league type level because um, world's and like world's strongest man, that's a whole different question. But at an amateur league type level, we got to remember that all the athletes that are competing, and majority of them, they pay to compete. They don't have the best recovery tools. They don't have the best uh, ability to, to train themselves. There's some athletes that compete in our comps that don't even have a coach. Really recommend that you get a coach if you're doing strongman. But it's one of those things where it, it's, you, you got to look at like those risks of injury. And um, one of the best things that we know that helps people reduce injury is by being mobile and agile is the biggest thing. You don't have to be like a gymnastics level mobility guy. Like you don't have to be like Adrian, who's super mobile. It's more about, you got to be able to withstand the, 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 the punches that get thrown your way. If you do a heavy ass yoke for the first event of a competition, will that gas you out for the next event? Are your joints going to ache from everything that, that you're putting it through? And, and having those connective tissues be developed to be able to withstand what's thrown at you. So it's it's mobility, it's conditioning, and then it's strength. Like it's it's like you said. Like strength comes from stability. Yep. Stability comes from mobility and strength. How do you develop that? You build that as your baseline. You build those habits that build off of that, and it's a compounding thing. And you just keep it consistent, and and that's how that's how you develop. And I think um, one of the things that uh, a lot of people can take from from I think Olympic weightlifting. That, which is a sport of patience, is to be patient, a uh, patient, and to see the the progress that you that you develop, and and to celebrate the wins. That's that's the biggest thing. Like we we get caught up in like, oh man, I didn't do that day, left but comp. I could only get one rep. But then when they look back and they go like, well, that was a fifty kilo PB from what I've ever what I did at the start of the year. Like people forget that. People forget that they've just done something they've never done before, and now they're able to do that. But when you put that in a competitive environment and they say, Oh, it wasn't good enough. That's not a sustainable way of thinking. Right. Like, that's not going to make you want to do this forever. Like to be a community, you've got to bring each other up. You don't put people down. You, and you've got to do that with yourself sometimes too. Like we, we have so much, uh, so much uh, like, like negative talk that happens to athletes sometimes. And as, as coaches, like we, we see it all the time and like, it's, 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 it's not frustrating. It's, 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 it's disheartening seeing people kind of think that way because you need to be able to bring yourself up because you'll have a bad day, you'll have a good day, you might have a mediocre day. It's um it's the rule of thirds. Like you'll only feel great a third of the time. That's that's just a fact. And that's if you if you match that, then then you're good. You're you know you're kind of on the right track. You'll feel a shitty, a shitty, the a third of the time in training as well. You'll feel all right a third of the time, and then you'll feel great a third of the time. If you match that average and you focus on staying uh, consistent with everything you do, you'll like, you'll break the ceiling that you see and you'll achieve things that you never would have thought possible.
0: Nice, Jane. What
2: makes a great strongman athlete?
1: Ooh, all right. Well, first and foremost, you need to have a foundation of strength. I was going to thought you
0: say first and foremost, you have to subscribe to Tacky Sisters podcast.
2: Oh, that's oh, no, a, that's,
0: a definite,
1: that? that's a definite. That's a definite. Do that. You
0: gotta plug yourself. <laughs> yeah. Come on now.
1: I'm still new to this. Okay. <laughs> so um,
0: after after subscribing to Tacky yeah, Sisters yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. and Strength Institute podcast, um, well, yeah. of course, I feel like uh, I should get
1: is, a podcast now.
2: That's
1: right. <laughs> um, I think yeah, like first and f- like not first and f- second. Uh, secondly, um, yeah, definitely having like a, a basic foundation of strength is number one. Um, if you've never even stepped foot in a gym before, and you're like, I want to do strongman, uh, if you came to me as a coach, I would have been like, let's let's start from square one, um, and it's just about being humble about it. There's no there's no need to rush into getting into lifting and and um you know doing all the like, like yokes and stones and things like that like you need to really know your body mm-hmm. and how it moves before you even put yourself under that sort of strain um and so like my number one thing is just don't there's no need to rush into strongman let's just, you, as long as you've got you need to have the basics sorted first you need to know how to you need to know how to deadlift for example overhead press properly without it being a log you know
2: or feel pain right
1: Or feel pain. And like, you know, as you, as Anthony and yourself mentioned, the stability and like, you know, as I said, like knowing your body well enough that you're able to hold a log over your head or you're able to walk 200 kilos, like a 200 kilo frame on your back. Like you need to know your body before you even consider the sport of strongman or really any really lifting sport in general. Mm. Um, My other one is just leave your ego at the door. (laughs) just be humble. (laughs) Like a little bit of ego is good. I was actually having this conversation with Kong this morning. It's, it's, it's really, it's such an awkward sport that, you know, you're going to have really bad days. You're going to have great days and you just need to understand the fact that not everything is a linear progression. So you're going to have up and downs. You're going to have days where you can't explain why you feel the way that you feel and you just have to accept it. Don't beat yourself down. Don't be mad at the people around you. Don't be mad at your coach. Like, you know, you've just got to accept the fact that, okay, today was a rough day Mm. and you move on and you continue building from there. And you have to kind of take that step back and look at the progression that you've made from start to to where you are now and actually appreciate that. And I think that's how you're really going to that's how you're really going to do well in competition. So you're going to do really well under stress and anxiety and things like that is knowing how to handle yourself first. Right. Yeah.
0: That's that's great advice. Great advice and good points from both of you. I like the mobility, stability, know your body, be mm-hmm. pliable. Sounds very standard. Try really. to leave it, check mm-hmm. your ego at the door, all these sort of things. Um, have, a, have a good base in everything. Just be generally athletic. Don't, just,
2: you know. Just be better, right? Just be better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but let me, let me
0: let me you know, put this forward. What about this those super the super competitors, the yeah. super athletes, the Michael Jordans? Yeah. yeah. You can't tell Michael Jordan to check his his ego do no, not. No. Yeah. Well that's a that, so, that's so, a different so where does, perspective, I'd say. A different perspective. So I think the advice that you're giving here is great for anyone that wants to get into strongman and compete yeah. and have fun and this mm. and that. Let me what would what would your advice be for someone that wants to be the best
2: be like a freak of nature who
0: wants to be like a mm-hmm. a hey, hey, you guys this is not your competition you're just watching yeah, yeah. me win this right yeah, now yeah. Mm-hmm. well right? that also because that's a different beast yeah. right there yeah,
2: it's, it's so funny we were literally talking about this uh this week uh because like as coaches we've got different ideas of how we coach people and um i'm very methodical i'm very thought orientated like uh, every every choice you make has an outcome everything that you do has a secondary consequence and you got to consider everything you got to be like the like the meme of the crazy dude i'm sure you could put it up where he's like putting all the red threads everywhere to connect the oh dots. yes yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> that that's what i like i'm like um and so for a lot of the guys that i coach and for people that want to be like the best it's not about going and like just lifting crazy heavy weights and just doing that. You gotta do everything. Like, yep. What well, we said before, that's a non-negotiable. If you don't have that, like, you, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna get to that point. Like, yeah, maybe checking your ego at the door, like you already have an ego if you're that committed. That's fine, but if, if you don't have the baseline of like your sleep, your hydration, your training schedule, if you don't have a coach behind you, if you don't have like a Cairo or physio or like a recovery specialist, a nutritionist, Like you have to have all of that stuff, and you have to have that, and then not sleep, eat, uh, and like live the the sport that you're in. Nothing should be able to stop you. That's right. It's one of those things where like you have one goal, and that's nothing else but achieving that goal. And if if something like oh no, I want to go play Xbox and stuff, it just stops you. You're, you're not going to get there. That's like right. That's, that's not it. Everything, Those everything counts. Yeah, everything counts. And you have, to be, you have
0: to be tactical day-to-day and yeah, you yeah. have to be strategic long-term. Yeah. Oh, right? the
2: 1% is, man. The 1% is. Like I coach a, I coach a few rugby guys and like you, the, 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 the thing that you got to do to get them to think like, how do I go pro? How can I be the best of the best? Very competitive sport. How, especially here in Australia, how do you give them opportunities? Because I mean like some, some small teams in England get paid twice as much as the Western force here. How do, you, how do they get their, themselves out there? And it's like the silly things of like, if you're a junior's kid that's like 16 and you wanna be the best of the best, you gotta suck it up and not be a little and just go for it, you, nothing can stop you. And like, it's the little things of like, I gotta sleep enough, I gotta drink enough water, I've gotta go and make sure that if I can find some way to improve myself in, in, in my lifestyle, like as silly as I live five kilometers away from school, I'll just cycle to school and taking the bus. That that's a that's the one percenter. Or if uh, if you can improve your bedtime routine, or if you can improve something, there's a constant point of improvement inside and outside the gym. That's all it is. Like that's, I could talk about this forever. There's you always have something. To
1: look at yourself like you're the project, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. The things that you add into the project it will improve the performance of mm. it or the it's outcome of it
0: and really you do ha- you, and you still have to even if you're that person check the ego at the door because if you don't you won't actually
2: look at you at yeah. what you can improve on well, yeah, yeah. right yeah you'll you'll look at like oh no i don't need to do mobility i'm already too good like yeah no, like no, no.
1: competitiveness check is it. good like yeah. you know looking at others like you know being strategic all that sort of stuff that's great but it's the it's the type of ego where you're beating yourself up about it yeah. you're, you're throwing your belt across the room because you. You're frustrated, and you walk out the gym, and you don't yeah. finish your workout. Yeah, yeah, It's that that sort of like yeah. ego that I. Would, they wouldn't yeah. be
0: allowed back in here. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh yeah.
1: man,
2: we
0: don't, we don't tolerate that sort of behaviour. Yeah.
2: Well, what about chalk?
0: Jeez, don't <laughs> <laughs> give me started on chalk. Don't give me that. We normally have very. <laughs> Mindful, considerate people. Uh, in here. There was a certain little little incident, but that's all right. We'll let it <laughs> yeah. slide. It was for a news article. Uh, okay? So we'll let so it slide. Because it was for advertising for the gym. Name, it was okay. <laughs> it was just because, it, right. yeah. Even though she mentioned the gym name like twice in the interview I was here yeah. and he didn't li- put it in the actual paper. I'm like, uh, you dog, you no dog. Way. All that chalk built everywhere. That chalk's built everywhere. Chalk's built everywhere.
1: She'd have gotten her to wear the straight. Uh, yeah, she wanted to look good in the pink, you know. So oh, it's course, all right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll let that one slide. Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on while I have you here?
2: Oh, what else? What else is there? Um, that's almost everything. That's pretty much. Everything. Yeah. I mean, like, should we maybe talk about like next year? Is there anything that we want to talk about for next year? I
1: think we should leave that a secret.
2: Yeah. Leave well, it a secret. Yeah. So
0: not, not all things are best left. i uh, no. you know, leave <laughs> sure things we could untold. think of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, boss. What can
2: we, what can we share?
0: Oh, there's gonna I be you got to figure out how you're gonna get the monolift into a trailer, <laughs> yeah. oh,
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, we'll, we'll need to take those trophies that's, of yours too, actually. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another story. That monolift, <laughs> oh
2: man, yeah. No, I think, I think if we could, like, one thing that we can share is that next year is definitely gonna be bigger and better than this year. We there'll be
1: more competitions, more opportunities, yeah. Awesome. yeah.
2: Some like really cool ones too, um, like exhibition stuff, uh, maybe like some like a uh, type of like a one lift uh, specific uh championship type thing um we don't want to share anything jane's already been giving me a lot of shit because um like i'll get really excited for the stuff and then i'll like blurt it out and then i realize oh shit i can't say anything what did i do so yeah no nah, um we've got some really nice things um uh,
1: Actually, one thing I will talk about real quick yeah. is, and you know, it's mostly it's mostly Anthony and someone else that's spearheading it. But um, Ooh, yeah,
2: Those there's
1: actually we'll going to be a WA Strong Abilities um, organization starting up, and okay. they'll be debuting at the state championships. All right, um, but it's basically um, Anthony and uh, another coach that's uh, that lives up in the hills called Cass. She she does a lot of um, work with. Uh, uh people with disabilities. Um so we're talking as far as like amputees to people with like autism or Asperger's and she works with them um in strengths like just with strength lifting. Um, And then she was actually looking into how to get them onto a competitive platform and she found that...
2: She's been trying for two years, by the way.
1: Yeah, and she actually found that strongman is probably the best thing suited for people that um, can't move as well as an able-bodied person. So um, they've actually been working together on creating a not-for-profit organisation to allow um, people of all abilities to um, actually compete in the sport of strongman. So that's actually very exciting, and they'll be starting up a couple of competitions next year. Very cool. So, yeah. That's
0: awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, great. it'd be really great. We, um, I think one one specific thing that we can kind of talk about is the fact that, like, um, like Cass and I uh, with uh, WA Strong Abilities, it's it's something that um, like we've all seen videos, and even in uh, in Arnold's UK that was uh, on a few weeks ago. They had someone with, um, I think it was autism, that came on um, and and performed a lift on the day, and they had a whole separate platform for people uh, of all abilities to be able to actually go and and participate. Um, and I think there's big uh, a big kind of growth in the sport, especially when you look at like the Stoltman brothers, like a world strongest man athlete who's autistic. He's been blowing up like crazy and kind of inspiring a lot of people. And we get a lot of people asking us like, what can I do? Like, I really want to be a part of this. Or we've had people's, uh, people's carers come and ask us. And like, these are people that, like they want to participate in strength sports. And one of the, the biggest issues that that uh, they face is the the restrictedness in the sports that they live in. Like, like powerlifting is probably a really uh, a quick and easy example. Of where like let's say you've got someone that's got um like uh, a cerebral palsy and they want to deadlift but they they don't have any uh like real function in one arm they might need to use a strap or a hook in powerlifting that's a no-go sorry you can't do that right you can't participate not a question of like we want you to participate we want you to be there it's and it's not like Cass hasn't tried she's she's actually communicated with all the federations and, uh, and it's not that they aren't looking at doing that it's it's one of those things where you you've only got 24 hours in a day. You've only got this amount of people in your team. How do you justify those things? And um, for for us, we're, we're lucky enough to have the 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 freedoms and the flexibility to be able to to spearhead that. And um, yeah, hopefully we can we can see this grow. We can get more participation, and then um like see see it turn into something big where we might broaden the community. Broaden the community, get people over East involved. Like we're we're not the first people to do this anyway. Mm. Like it's already been big over East. But Nick
1: from yeah. Australia's yeah. Strongest she's yes. doing she's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I saw yeah. some posts yeah. there.
2: Such an amazing thing. It's very cool. It's a yeah. really great cause. So we we really love that and um and it's just something where like Cass is so good at that. She's so passionate. Mm. And so having someone like that to be able to facilitate that is amazing so yeah she'll be uh, she'll actually be talking about that at our state championships anyway and um so that'll be that'll be good i'll get her comfortable in front of the camera and stuff too but it'll be good to see fantastic mm. awesome well thanks so much for coming on guys Thank um you. really appreciate
0: nice. that i think we got through a lot of really good information there yeah, absolutely. Which is perfect. yeah. yeah. Um so if you haven't done so already um you know jump on to the YouTube channel like and subscribe jump on to WA Strongman give them a like on Facebook Oh yeah we actually Suf- have a YouTube video as well YouTube, uh, YouTube, YouTube channel, channel. Too. So WA Strongman's the YouTube channel WA Strongman Give yeah. that a subscribe follow all the live follow. streams and stuff of that, That's so. it um and uh subscribe to Tacky Sister's podcast do all the subscribing subscribe all to all everything the we'll have subscribe a list. to everything we'll have a list <laughs> I'll put it all in the description guys um so so that that is a one that they can all do perfect awesome guys thanks so much and um we will get you back on here at some point in the near future i'm sure yeah Yeah, for sure perfect awesome all right thank you